not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. That's right, morning. it is Tuesday. September the 28th, the month is almost over with. Okay. It's a beautiful day outside. Get outside and enjoy some of that sunshine today. All right. Because who knows how many more days we're going to have left of that. Yeah, you're right there. But I, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> we got a few more this week. Yes, at um, least this week we've yeah, got some positive be. stuff happening. Yeah. I'm glad for that. Yeah. All right, so how are you today, Rusty? I am. I am. You are? I am. Yes, okay. I am. I'm uh, throwing some paper away that I don't need anymore. I, I probably shouldn't do that. Maybe not? No, I'd like to be more green. I yes. actually don't. I, I haven't owned a printer in years. I just really? don't. Really? Oh, yeah. It's been oh my years gosh. and years and years and years since I've had a printer. I, I'm a paper. I have to have it printed out. Well, I know, but you got other reasons. I mean, you got to keep hard copies well, of and stuff just like, for the uh, FCC. And just, I got a uh, press release from uh, Sheriff Sailors down in Fulton County this morning about right. an accident that happened on the county line. And they took a picture of it and sent it to me. So it's oh. like... I can't look at it and type it at the same time. Uh, There's not enough room on the screen, so I had to print it out. Then I'm going to have to go in and type it. <laughs> and then the paper uh, that I use, I will actually stick in my use-over paper, and I will print man, on the other side of it at some point. But I just I hate yeah. it when people do that. Yeah, you can't, it's like, uh, copy and yeah, paste is so much nicer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you still sometimes have to read them and try and adjust them a little bit, massage well, them. But, uh, then they don't ever get a real... The picture's always not easy to read. You got to blow right. it out the size yes, of Yes, you got it. An elephant. Yeah, the the picture thing is the, the, the JPEG of text is not not <laughs> ideal, not ideal at all. Um, but you know, so rusty. No, you and I have to hold a discussion. No, because last week there was a wager put. On the decision of the city council. Oh, are you sure it was last week? Treat. I thought it was yesterday. Yes, uh, no, well, no, it wasn't yesterday. Yeah, because you had a dollar in your pocket. It was yesterday. Was it just yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, it was well, yesterday. Well, I don't have Kathy. a dollar in my pocket today, well, but I won. Yeah. So you owe You me. wagered the dollar. I told you I had nothing to wager. You had so, to wager something. Right, we're, we going, go, we're going back to the podcast on this <laughs> we're one. We're going to have to find out what, I will, you, what I'm getting. Okay. We're because. definitely going back to the podcast on this one. Trick or no. Treat in downtown Plymouth will be on Sunday, September, or October the 31st. Yes, it will be. From 5 to 7 p.m. In the neighborhoods. See, here's the thing, um, and I'm going to claim uh, prejudice. 
Okay. Because everybody heard me say that I was going to go Saturday, <laughs> so the council said, no, nah, we're not going with that guy because it makes it look like we're going to side with an idiot. We're going to side with Kathy. We're going we're gonna to go that way. So that decision was made yesterday oh, after the okay. show. All right. Guarantee it. It's a conspiracy against me, Kathy. No, it's not. Now. They I... got together with the robots and <laughs> talked it over, and they said, we got we to get this guy. So, yeah. Uh, downtown trick-or-treat. Is the not. merchants has been canceled this year. Mm-hmm. The Plymouth Chamber of Commerce released a statement yesterday that said, and I quote, the Plymouth Chamber of Commerce will not be hosting the downtown Plymouth 2021 trick-or-treat event. I appreciate that. They didn't that. say, initially I thought it was going to be because the COVID numbers are high, but there was absolutely no discussion I asked for clarification. I got no response from the chamber. So because of that, Mayor Mark Center announced last night that there, since we're not having downtown trick-or-treat, the city of Plymouth mayor's office and the Plymouth Park Department are going to host a trunk-or-treat event on Saturday, October the 30th from 3 to 5 p.m. in River Park Square. That's nice. So they are looking for industries, businesses, and organizations who are interested in coming down and participating in a trunk or treat event for the children of the community. Cool. So, um, you know, they're, at this point, they're not looking just for individuals. But if a church group wanted to get together and come down or... right. Yeah. Try Kappa or the Fidelts or the Rotary Club or the Lions Club. You know, all of them have that opportunity to come sure. and, and join the fun. But, and I'm, but, Rusty, what? I was right. And you were wrong. And you act like that's a new thing. <laughs> you act like that's any different than I any know. other day. I, know. I, I don't understand that. I, because that's. That's the story of my life. Uh, I, I don't. The female is always right. <sighs> Just face it. Well, I was rather sexist, don't you think? Well, yes, but it's about ninety-nine percent true, too. <laughs> that's what the. That's, that's what, what the, the women. That's say. what the liberals would have you believe. <laughs> but I'm not buying that namby pamby oh, okay. snowflake crap. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't know for sure why uh, the merchants aren't, or the chamber isn't going to, but uh, I'm just, I'm guessing that a lot of it has to do with the fact that they can barely find people to man the cash register, let let alone have extra people to be outside handing out candy, which would takes more than one. Yes, it you does. know it as well as it's I crazy. do. So you're asking for extra staff when they are having trouble staffing the store yes. by itself. That, so that's the truth. I have a feeling that has a lot more to do with it than. Well, I guess that is COVID. I don't know. I, it, I well, don't know. that's what everybody blames but, it on. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure that sure. entered in a little bit. But I got a feeling it's more like how am I supposed to run the store and have three people out front handing out candy that's more than i can staff Plus, right now i'm in the store running the store right but my customers can't get in because there's no place to park yeah, downtown that's true because and then i gotta fight the crowd to get into the door didn't they 
They block off the street usually. Yeah, I was so going to say, and they eat. also make you park down in the parking lots because I remember when my kids were well, that yeah, age. Yeah, that's, that's what where they tried to, to get the streets out of yeah, the downtown or yeah. the cars out of the downtown area, yeah. so it's not as congested. But yes, so anyway, that's the hot news there. Uh, there's more hot news that came out of the city meeting last night, but Mayor Mark Center is going okay, to join I, us. I actually have some. <laughs> Got a text from our west side of Marshall County observer, our west side stringer, our west side reporter. Yes. Uh, say state workers have told them, and I know this person runs a business out there, that they're expecting to have Highway 30 done by the end of October. Jeez, it's ridiculous. But they are doing 30 on the east side as of now, so they're saying you may want to avoid the area. So that project yeah. has taken more than twice the length that it should have Didn't taken. Didn't they to start get it last fall? Didn't uh, they start putting the, the traffic stuff like in it. last fall? I'm telling you. I mean, a year ago. Just, yeah, it's like been a year of craziness out there for no good reason. Of course, we never get anything, very little from INDOT, you know, about this project and why it's taking so long and what were the delays and all of that. I mean, and I don't, obviously, I don't drive up and down 30 that much. I'm usually just crossing it to get to the other side. Yeah. Um, but I never, hardly ever see anybody working even. So, I don't know. I don't know. know. Uh, that, I don't know. But that's the word from the west side. Is that they're now doing the eastbound lanes, or they're on the east side, of it, so probably not a... Just be aware of that, I guess. So the, the, the county highway could have had that that whole section of road done, I'll bet you, in a week. I mean, it's straight <laughs> shots. It's not you don't have a bunch of driveways and stuff. You grind it down. Yeah. I, mean, I think what they're doing well. has been grinding it down, then laying the grindings on it, and then sealing over it. Um, and I, I and I heard I think at one point they didn't like the grindings, so maybe they are quit that part and they're just putting two coats, a, a base coat and a top coat uh, of asphalt on there. But it, that's just been ridiculous. I don't know I to just, be that long. Yeah, I would agree with you. So. Good, thank you. I'm glad you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody, you know, I probably should not say this. This is casting aspersions at Indot, but one of our texters is. You can text the show at 574-307-6647, or you can call us on the phone at 574-936-4096. You can? And we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. It is a call-in show. It's an opinion show. And we'd like to have your opinions. Yeah. 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 In the meantime, a Plymouth <laughs> man was arrested for domestic battery on Laporte Street on Sunday. Um, this happened about 11.15 in the morning. Um, oh, no, 11.15 Saturday night. He was arrested Saturday. I said Sunday. Um, police were dispatched to 710 Laporte Street uh, for a battery or a domestic fight. And after investigating that domestic uh, corporal Richie uh, decided to arrest R- Rustand 
Um, yeah. Rad. Radikevich would be the way Radikevich. I say it. Okay. It's definitely a different name. Um, who lives at the Laporte Street a address. He was arrested and booked in the Marshall County Jail for domestic battery and held on a $500 cash bond. Now, he went in about about 1130 or so Saturday night, and he was bonded out Monday morning at 1245. So he was in there like for a half an hour and bonded out. Oh, I wonder if okay. he went home and if the other individual he was having the domestic with was still at home. Maybe. Uh, or maybe they came in. And bailed them out. I don't know. They realized that, that they well, really weren't mad at him. That mad you know, at him. Except <laughs> that I, uh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you, gonna you're, go there. You're, you're, that's twice now you've like, yeah. no, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Sunday, just before 7 o'clock, Corporal Ritchie with the Plymouth Police Department did a traffic stop. Uh, on 28-year-old Matthew Morgan of Walkerton. Uh, this happened at U.S. 30 and Plymouth Goshen Trail. Uh, during that traffic stop, they found Mr. Morgan to be intoxicated by alcohol. He was offered a certified chemical test and then lodged in the Marshall County Jail for operating a vehicle while intoxicated with a prior charge and possession of marijuana. Held on a $1,500 cash bond. Uh, that was paid at 5 a.m. Monday morning, and he was released. He will be in Marshall Superior Court Number 2 on October the 26th. Okay. So. Good for him. Okay. You're you're driving while suspended, and you know you're suspended because they've already nabbed you once for it. Right. You're drinking, and you have marijuana with you. See, something just does I, not I, seem right. I got some advice for you out there. If you're, you know, you like to indulge, uh, stay home. Leave your stash at home at least. <laughs> I mean, avoid yeah, something. Avoid that charge at least. <laughs> no, bottom line is, man, just don't don't, don't drive. Do and you know, it's not that hard to plan ahead. Um, true. Hmm. I want to indulge. I have free time this night. I'm just going to sit and watch television, and I'm going to indulge. Why would you? I'm going to indulge. Then I'm going to get in a car and drive. Why was? Why does that ever sound like a good idea? Well, I, I, you know, I think everybody has probably most people at one point have driven when they probably shouldn't have. Well, yeah. I mean, I've gonna, driven. I've gone say. out and had a drink. Or, or maybe even two, um, maybe not so much at dinner. Usually dinner, I may, if if at all. I mean, I ha I ordered a drink the other day for the first time in probably at least six months, and maybe longer. I, or I actually ordered something to drink. I ordered a fuzzy navel, so it doesn't have a lot. You know, it's got some schnapps in it, and that's mostly orange juice, but. Um, you know, I've never driven where I was like, am I on the road? Where's the lines? Why is everything swaying back and forth? No. Oh, that's my driving. <laughs> yeah, I've never been like that. I hope not. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I hope I promise. not. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been like that when I'm sitting at home <laughs> indulging. So, uh... Swaying? <laughs> Ooh. 
I know somebody who was swaying so bad from a New Year's Eve party that they actually fell into the closet door at our house and and broke the door on the closet. Uh oh. So yeah, I mean that does happen. You no, know, I, I. Well, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'm just saying that the swaying part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I have this aspersion to being, or I, I guess aspersion isn't the right way. I have this this desire not to be enormously sick the next day. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I just have this point where it's like, no, I think one drop more would give me a bad day tomorrow. I really <laughs> think I need to. Really think I need to start hydrating. Uh, so yeah, I long ago found a line based on, I not, learned not, my limit. not based on drinking and driving, but based on, I really don't want to be throwing up for the next five hours. So or I have a headache and noise and light yeah, bothers me Ugh. because that happened once and I made a promise to God and I've kept it ever I'm not since. I'm going to do that yeah. again. Yeah, I did. This temple is not going yeah. to be. That was that was punished. back in college. I remember it distinctly, and I made a promise way back then. And it, in the right over the, the there was a there was there was an altar there and everything. It was porcelain altar, and <laughs> yes. it was uh, yeah. I uh, I made a promise, and I have kept it. Uh, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well, don't be proud. Been there, done that. You know, that's the kind of thing. You learn from your mistakes. Well, you and as should. long as you learn from that first time, yeah. then then you should be well, okay. And bottom line is, it's never... And I remember even my father one time telling me, you know, if you want to drink and drive, that's your choice. But you don't have the right to make that choice for other people because you're endangering everybody anywhere near you if you want to do that yeah. so if you don't kill yourself on the way home i will murder you when you get here <laughs> i will so, take care of you when yeah. you get home and and i kind of took him seriously on that so well, uh that was smart of you well it was smart of him to say it actually because uh, it most I, kids that age where they still have the ability to be at home they don't actually no. figure it out no. it takes a little longer no okay yeah um, other news I want to chit-chat about. I did post a story from the Attorney General, and this is actually a warning to Hoosier nurses. And I figure we've got a lot of nurses around. Sure. Um, to be alert to phone calls from scammers claiming they must pay a large amount of money to avoid a license suspension. And so I, I just thought that, you know, we have nurses all over the place that, and, and, I mean, they're talking a couple thousand dollars or so. I mean, it, this isn't just like, oh, you have to pay $250 to, you know, get your license reinstated. No, they're talking about big money. So I wanted to put that up so that any nurses in the area would have that opportunity and be warned ahead of time. Also, I posted a story from Congresswoman Jackie Walorski, who um, I believe on Monday honored or maybe it was late last week uh, monday honored the life and services of a marine corporal sanchez from logansport the the marine who was killed in the uh, evacuation of american citizens and uh, all of those from afghanistan Um, she actually uh, honored him by uh, speaking on the house floor 
I know it was just a very short, um, but when they mention you, that goes into the congressional record, so it will ever be there sure. uh, for people to see. So I thought people would like that, that, you know, some people don't like politicians, but I thought eh, this is something that people should be able to right. get along with yeah. and be happy for. You truck drivers out there, if you've got a CDL, on Thursday, the Indiana Department of Transportation is hosting a statewide winter seasonal hiring event. It's going to be Thursday from 10 to 3. Here, it's going to be at the Plymouth Subdistrict, which is out on Jack Greenlee Drive, which would be behind the old Pioneer Seed. I'm not sure what it's called now. I can't remember because I'm getting older. And it's down that road there where Love's Truck Stop is. Uh, you can go in there um, between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. And they are looking for drivers. Starting pay is $20 an hour. Um, INDOT does offer a $250 sign-on bonus and a $500 retention bonus for eligible candidates. You do have to have a CDL. They ask that you have either a high school diploma or a GED, but it is not required. Uh, so anybody who is interested, there's several other places if you can't. But they're all on on Thursday. So right. no matter where you go, the Port District, you can go there. Uh, you can go to the Mont Monticello District. But, yeah, just a heads up that uh, if you're needing a job and you would like to get out and plow snow, here's a chance for you to plow some snow. People like that i guess i don't know not me snow means cold yeah so i'm in yeah, dark usually yeah. you got to start in the dark and oh, way you, in the dark you know if you're not familiar like a lot of our our drivers uh snowplow drivers have driven all season long you right. know all over the place so they know already that uh they're you know where the road is and where the twists and turns are and the right. curbs and all that if you're new, it's a little more scary. So yeah, most of the folks I know plowing snow are up at two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, eh, nah, and it's, not. yeah, it's it's a little early. So. I I got a, a an email from the Indiana Department of Health yesterday. You know, we have been giving getting the COVID updates at noon, right? And so that's usually when we post it. But they said yesterday. They're going to do the updates at 5 o'clock. I didn't get an update yesterday. At 5 o'clock? 5 p.m., yes. Because it felt like they would give them a more uh, thorough review of the data before it's actually posted. I don't know that I disagree with that. but So, um, yeah, I didn't get it, but those will start coming late in the day instead of early in the day. Um, so, I don't know what the numbers were from over the weekend or anything, but that's where we are at. Okay. I have a couple of more stories, but since the mayor's here, I think we should take our first break because he's involved in uh, several of those articles. Well, I want to I want to read some text. Somebody's yes. mad at me for not okay. reading. So, the the text I said that was casting aspersions against that yes. was if the other twelve people standing and talking would do something, it might be done by now. No, there isn't anything <laughs> terribly wrong with that, but we were already beaten well, up on Indot. So, I well, Indot is not doing this project; it's contracted out. Right. So, uh, and then 
a couple others. One more said that, you know, this is a person that's talked to the workers and told them they, they yes. think they're going to be done. They said they've been pulled off this job numerous times to go elsewhere. To some other job. So yeah. that's, you know, that's the reason why they haven't been there. So, uh, and I'm going to assume they're correct simply because they oh, already. I, I would totally talked. guess that. Um, and then somebody said at the same time they're paving 30 around Plymouth, there's another project west between 35 and 39. Reith Riley did that one, and they finished it up last week. So it's, good, uh, good news there. But the, uh, the studio audience is very, very yeah. pleased. It'll be nice when we get our section done. Yeah. Okay. So those by the are, end of next month. So I wanted to clear up the induct. Text. All right. Uh, and we got something to give away. Okay. That chop house. Oh, it's Tuesday night. Yep. Uh, gift certificate for burger and fries. You uh, could use it Tuesday. tonight if you wanted to. Yeah, you can. Or you can use it in the next few Tuesday nights. Yeah, doesn't matter. We ask that you, you know, if you win them, we ask that you get in here and pick them up and then go use it. Yeah, this one is 30 days. Okay. So uh, you need to use this in the next month. And if you're going to win and play the game, you can't have won anything on the radio station for the last 30 days. So if you won with Mark and Joe, or you won in Tech Talk, you can't you can't win again. You got to wait at least thirty days. One winner per household. And we're trying to uh, spread the wealth. Yes, we as are. As it were. All right. Uh, caller number six at nine three six four zero nine six nine three six four zero nine six. Caller six going to uh, burger and fries. You know that really sounds good. Yeah, it does. I think maybe I'll get my cell phone out here. <laughs> maybe a couple of calls. Maybe we have an extra gift certificate out there for you. Now, I don't want to take one away from our okay. wonderful listeners. I'll, I really want a burger, though. Uh, anyway, good luck. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Hi, this is Pastor Tom Anders from the Plymouth Church of the Brethren. We are excited to share a new ministry available to everyone in our community called Celebrate Recovery. The purpose of Celebrate Recovery is to fellowship and celebrate God's healing power in our lives through the 12 steps and 8 recovery principles that make up this program. This experience allows people to be changed. By working and applying these biblical principles, people begin to grow spiritually and start the process of healing from their hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Come and join us every Thursday night. We begin each meeting with dinner at 6 o'clock, followed by a whole group session at 6.30, and support groups begin at 7.30. Celebrate Recovery is completely free and open to all people, and child care is provided. Come experience the freedom through God's grace from the struggles in your life at the Plymouth Church of the Brethren, located at 1130 North Michigan Street in Plymouth, Indiana. Plymouth Church of the Brethren, the church that loves Jesus and loves people. Come as you are. We will save a spot just for you. WTCA. Feel it.
FM 106.1 and AM 1050. Your hometown station. station. Tune to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. And we have a winner. Woohoo! Dick M. Congratulations, Dick. Enjoy your burger yes. and fries from Out the Chop House at the Swan Lake Resort. Swan Lake Resort. Woohoo! All righty. Okay, we have a guest in the studio with yes, us this we morning, do. Monday evening, the Plymouth City Council and Board of Public Works held their meetings, and Mayor Mark Center is with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor. How are you? Well, I have a, a three-month-old little girl, granddaughter, that yes. is three months old today. Woohoo! And this right here, <laughs> this is my Santa Claus. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna I'm, play I'm gonna Santa. Be her first Santa Claus. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. I I I notice. I'm not off. I notice Greg Compton has yeah. a beard too. He retired and has. <laughs> well, yeah, I retired once too. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe he's got somebody he wants to play Grandpa Maybe he's or run Santa for. Mayor. for. I don't know. <laughs> no, the I think well, there's something about the council in not having a lot of hair. Either That's I, I think true. is one of the qualifications. But yeah. <laughs> so, Mayor, before we get into the city meeting uh, <laughs> yesterday morning at nine o'clock, while we were here doing the show, um, you and other representatives from Community Corrections and also representatives from Garden Court were at Serenity's place for a check presentation, and this request actually came uh, to Community Corrections from you and Brent Martin. Well, uh, Ward actually, uh, Ward Byers got a hold of me and said uh, the possibility of, of some money for uh, Serenity's place. Uh, we lost Serenity six years ago this month. And it's hard to believe. In a murder case, and uh, it's um, pretty sad to this day, but um, we decided early on to name the, 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 the place or the house after her. 
And uh, <clears throat> and her her family was living at one of the um, motels because they didn't have a good place to right. live, so exactly. they couldn't afford a, a place to live or, or whatever. And so, um, this is a permanent supportive housing project uh, that will actually um, house people who are homeless or in fear of becoming homeless, threatened with some, like maybe they're getting evicted or something like that. Um, this is something they have to apply for. Right. And it's um, it's also permanent. This isn't something where they'll be there one night and the next night they're sleeping under a bridge and the next night they're sleeping in somebody's basement. Uh, this is permanent. This will be their home. As long as they want yep. and need it, basically. Yes. Yes. Um, there are 18 apartments in this. They've got one bedroom, two bedroom, and three bedroom apartments. So it is created for single individuals, but it's also created for families. Right. And uh, in the permanent supportive housing project, it actually offers um, some additional services on site right there. Because a lot of times people who uh, are having trouble with housing also have trouble with transportation. That they might have Correct. to ride a bicycle or, or something like that. So um, there will be services offered there uh, through the Bowen Center and through the hospital. And I think, like, you know, they could do a budgeting workshop probably with Purdue. North Purdue uh, Extension could come in. Um, it has individual apartments. You have your own door. You lock it. You take care of it. All of that stuff. But there are also uh, areas there that are common areas uh, the the one nice one is they're going to have laundry on site so you, there's not a place in your apartment but you don't have to go right. load up in a car or have somebody pick you up and take you to a laundromat there'll be laundry on there there will be uh, an on-site manager there um they'll have uh places there where they could do therapy with people or they can offer counseling and folks won't have to go away really to have those services right and I truly appreciate what Ward did. Uh, he he has some extra funds in this communication, community corrections, one of in one of his um, funds, and uh, so he offered the sixty thousand dollars to purchase furniture for these homes or these these apartments. So very nice. And uh, Lindy from uh, the Bowen Center was there, as well as uh, people from Garden Court. Um, Jim Cosy, the yeah, um, who was the President of Garden Court and and uh, Rod Ludwig, uh, who's the CEO, and uh, so a Bradley Company. Bradley, and, um, and um, they're going to actually kind of like be the overseers yes, of the building. Yes. Um, the application <clears throat> process. I do know, and sitting in that uh, community corrections meeting, the application process. Um, it, it's not like on some some of these housing projects. You know, you, you get your name on the list, and then you know every six months or every year your name moves up a spot on the list until you can get in um, but this one is you're on the list but it's more of a case-by-case -case basis and right. if something else uh, someone else needs help worse than you do at this point then they're going to go ahead of you on the list so it's really dependent on what the individual needs are of a person uh, what but that that place will fill up this sort uh, of started uh, about five years ago um Brett Martin had an, had an idea, and 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 Garden Court as well uh, of doing this, looking at something like this, and uh, we went to a, a three-day seminar in Bloomington, and uh, and they gave us a tour of their of their 
place down there, and uh, very interesting. And then they, they had a series of of seminars that whole that whole year long, and and we were awarded, I think, in about December um, of, of that be uh, 2017, I guess. So wow. Um, and actually, uh, this project did get funding from the Indiana Housing Community Development Authority um, of $1.7 million. So that was a nice start for it. Um, they did also receive a $500,000 uh, Federal Home Loan Bank of Indiana Award and $300,000 from the City of Plymouth and lots of other donors. So this this $60,000 uh, that comes from Marshall County Community Corrections will help to furnish some of the 18 apartments, probably about half. And when I say furnish, you have to think about it. People who couch surf, they basically have maybe a suitcase or two or a trash bag or two mm-hmm. and, and a few things with them. They don't have beds and furniture and dishes and those kind of right. things. And so um, these apartments will come totally furnished for them, including sheets and towels and all of that stuff um and there are there are ways that people can assist with that in donating too Uh, you just answered a question we had on text they want to know if they'll take donations of nice used items like linen and dishes and stuff like that. i don't know if they want to go with used or if they want new i can find find out okay um check on that and we'll see um, but uh, the, that sixty thousand dollars will definitely come in handy, and that project is moving right along. It is. Um, we're going to see it be completed before the end of the year, um, so that means that we actually could have people living in there maybe for Christmas, right? Which would be fantastic. Would be. So, um, I just since you were there and I I was here, <laughs> I like I figured we'd ask you. And you were you and Brent were the ones who actually. Went and kind of made the presentation to uh, the group of why and what and right. all of that. Um, another story from last night's meeting. I already uh, we I, I had to I had to do trick or treat ahead because Rusty and I had a bet and he was going for Saturday and I said no, it was going to be Sunday, and I won. I'm not yeah, sure what I, I won, but know, we've been through this before, and um, <laughs> you know, ten years ago it was a rain. We have to cancel trick or treat because it's raining. And lo and behold, uh, for two hours it didn't rain. (laughs) I remember posting that on Facebook. See, that wasn't so bad. No, was it? Um, And then I, you know, I'm not going to change Halloween just because it's Sunday. Uh, Even though there's people out there that probably wouldn't appreciate that, but um, it's uh, it is what it is, and um, I'm sure there's other cities and towns and throughout the nation that moved it but no we're not going to do that well it just gives some people the opportunity to go trick-or-treating on saturday and on sunday right um and speaking of trick-or-treating you also announced at the meeting last night um and and we had gotten a, a statement from the chamber of commerce about noon yesterday that they were not going to host downtown trick-or-treat and so uh, the city mayor's office and the Plymouth Park Department have stepped up and said, well, we're going to have something for kids. Um, it'll be held down at River Park Square, and you're going to host Trunk or Treat. Trunk or Treat, and that's, some, that's something that's popular. I think uh, even uh, Swan Lake's doing that this year, too. Yeah, they are. So, um, yeah, just uh, instead of the kids walking downtown uh, with the, the uh, Michigan Road, Michigan Street closed, um, 
we will be able to do it at River Park Square. Fantastic. And that will be on Saturday, actually. Right. Yep. So there's where you can go trick-or-treating on Saturday, and then you can do it on Sunday, too. So that makes it. So you can be on a sugar high for yes. at least 72 hours. Yes, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So um, the other story I did, Mayor, was uh, this is one of your longer meetings last night. Not as long as the last one. <laughs> and no, but it seemed like it just kept going. I, I leaned over to Anita and said, I, I'm, I'm going to call for the vote. I think it's time to call for the vote. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, come on, let's just do it. Um, but the <coughs> Common Council last night uh, held a lengthy discussion on whether or not to add the Veterans Parkway Extension Project uh, to the TIF districts in TIF number one and number three to fund the city share uh, of that project. It's overall, it is a $14 million road extension project. The county or the city's share of that is just over a million dollars. Um, the county has a bigger portion and they've got to deal with the railroad and a bridge and some of that. So theirs is like $2 million that they have to pay. And the rest comes from federal money. Um, the way this works is Redevelopment Commission was asked about funding this project for the city. And so the Redevelopment Commission talks about it and decides, yeah, I think this is something that we could do and should do. So then it goes to the Plymouth, because it's in Plymouth, it goes to the Plymouth Board of Zoning Appeals. They look at the project and they're, they are to determine plan if it, plan, oh, commission. plan commission. They are to determine if it fits into the comprehensive plan that the city has. And looking at the comprehensive plan, there were lots of discussions about additional road north here um, so they voted in favor of it after they see it then it comes to the city council they would have to vote in favor of it then it goes back to the redevelopment commission where they host a public meeting uh, and then can add it onto the list of projects it, it got bogged down uh, at the city council meeting about a month ago um, it was presented, and for some reason at that meeting, we only had four members present. And so that's the majority of the seven-member board. All four members would have to vote in favor of it. And the vote was... But it would have had to be unanimous. Yes. Um, well, and it should be in favor of it. But <laughs> Yeah, they all had to vote the same, and Greg Compton voted against it at that time until... He wanted to see the financials that Baker Tilly were going to put together to make sure that it was feasible uh, for the TIF districts to be able to fund this project. So when he voted no, that stopped any action. And then the last meeting and then Monday night's meeting, the city council held discussions on it. And in my thing, they too were really just supposed to look, does this fit into the comprehensive plan? That was their charge, not... Do we like this project or don't we like this project? Uh, you know, it, it, it was, does it fit in the comprehensive plan we have for the city of Plymouth? And we also voted for this last year. Uh, before the, right. Before the, uh, the, the county did not get the grant that, they, that we were looking for. Um, my, you know, I, I don't understand why it was okay last year, but it's not okay now. I've never ran, my, as mayor, I've never ran the office with a with a uh, iron fist um i let the council 
make their decisions, and that's what it's all about. Uh, and I was disappointed last night that it didn't go through, and uh, I'm not sure what the county's going to do now, but um, this is something that I wanted. Uh, we wanted to our, – our section uh, from um, Oak to Pioneer, and uh, uh, it's just too bad it didn't happen. So five to two vote, no. Yeah, I I had gotten the feel that it might go party lines um, because I, I had been at a meeting where Shiloh Milner was, and um, I I know she had talked to the retail merchants at their meeting and kind of gave them the heads up that this is what's coming, uh, and so so some of the downtown merchants I think felt like it would take visitors travelers out of the downtown area. Um, and skirt them around and i really don't i don't see that if you want to come downtown you're going to come downtown and i don't know that we have so many people just tourists driving through downtown to stay on state road 17 right uh, to go somewhere so but it was a long discussion a lot of people spoke during the meeting and actually i didn't see his dissertation but the uh, city attorney sean sarisi discussed you know a lot of the positive aspects about um, the plan. He talked about the positive support for funding, which was really great because the Redevelopment Commission, you guys thought you were going to have to share it out of TIF 1 and TIF 2, which the project falls right. uh, in TIF 1 and TIF 2. But um, when Baker Tilly came forward, they said there's enough money in TIF 3 to handle this so yeah, they could handle that and not have to worry about TIF 1. When it comes to memos or letter writing, man, Sean is on it. Did a, a great memo, uh, about eleven pages long, I think, uh, <laughs> last uh, Friday, and uh, it didn't help any. So, um, I know during the meeting, one of the first speakers uh, was the clerk treasurer Janine Exaver, and she. There had been a comment made at a meeting prior, I believe, about annexation, and so she asked about you know the annexation that you mentioned and what that was all about and wanting to know because once you annex a property then you have to provide utility services um, but you have up to three years to do that and while they talked about the ability to do annex in the future there was no plan for any annexation no. at this that point was, that was something that we would look at i mean uh, if we have that mile um you know, from Oak to Pioneer, that that one mile, that's, uh, it was, annexation would probably, in the long run, years from now, would probably happen, because, especially if, if the growth out there is our, our factories, or Certainly, and, and that, it comes in right there at the industrial, the north side of the industrial park, um, so it would give you a place to expand the industrial park if we need to, exactly. also, but, um, the the next person was uh, Councilman Don Ecker. He asked about maintenance of the road uh, once it was completed. Who would be responsible? Because you know where where's the city's start and where's the county's end? And basically, it was the city will take care of their portion, which would be from Oak Oak Road or Oak Drive over to Pioneer Drive or Pine Road in the county part of it. Mm -hmm. um, so the city would have to snowplow and maintain that piece the county would maintain their piece um there were also some comments about the roundabouts and the proposal 
that was drawn up like 15 years ago when this whole thing started did show a roundabout at Oak Drive and also at Pioneer Drive. Um, and we have one on veterans already at Michigan. So, you know, they just wanted to keep kind of traffic moving. Um, I, I honestly think that it might be beneficial at Oak Drive because there's a lot of traffic sure. there and residentials up to the north. But when you get over to Pioneer, it's really agricultural out that way and a lot of farming. So I don't know that it's – and I don't know why people are not happy about roundabouts. I mean – once you get in them and use them once or twice, then you know what to do, and it's no big deal. The city of Carmel has 110 of them. Wow. Can you imagine? And I go down and visit my sister occasionally who lives in Westfield, West, yeah. whatever Westfield. it is, yeah. Westfield. Westfield. Yeah. And they um, had them there. And I've had to drive through Carmel. Oh, yeah. Um, in the old days with lights. You just plan 45 minutes to a, I mean, it was, and we got through there in like 10 or 15 minutes one time. Yeah, it was like, what in really. the, yeah, 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 it was a like night and day <laughs> how much faster you get through there. Uh, County Commissioner Mike Burroughs was at the meeting um, and he talked about uh, the traffic that uh, is on US 30 and nobody actually knows how much hazardous waste is traveling up and down us 30 and probably us 31 but when we had last month when we had that fatality out on 30 a lot of that traffic ended up coming right downtown and right. honestly you don't know what's in some of those trucks that are dra driving through um and it, so he said if we had this road we could have diverted them up there right. uh and, and to be like a detour and to me it really is opening up the industrial park to get these semis out of downtown or out of the residential areas and get them onto a highway, a road that's actually created for semis to make it easier for them to navigate. But uh, it, it just went on and on. Um, Greg Compton, who was the one who voted against it, was definitely in favor of it this time. Um, and he actually said that he saw a couple of things. He saw this as an investment in the growth for the city of Plymouth. He also thinks the extension would offer more opportunities for growth in, in the industries uh, that we have, too. So, Got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. No, oh, maybe not. Mayor mm -hmm. and Kathy and Rusty McDell. Hi, Mike. Hi, Michael. Hi. Um, 16 in a row, by the way. just had a comment, uh, Mayor, and I, I know you were in favor of it. I'm, I'm just a little shocked, to be honest with you. Um, I just didn't think it, there would be any question that it would pass, and I'm just, I'm a little flabbergasted, uh, I'd sure like to hear some of the comments of the councilman that, uh, for the reason to be against it, and, um, uh, I, I don't know, it just, it seemed like a no-brainer to me, uh, maybe I'm missing something, but, um, uh, you know, when the federal government's willing to pay 80% of it, and not that I want the federal government to pay for everything, <laughs> certainly that's not it. But when they're willing to step forward and pay for this, and the state of Indiana thinks it's a good thing, I just don't see, especially what it does for our industrial park in that northwest side of the city, I just, uh, I'm shocked. Well, that's, that's, I agree, Mike, and... Uh... You know, that's the fastest growing part of our city right now with uh, everything that's going on out there, our new production facility, um, our um, commerce building. 
that's uh, <coughs> almost completed. Um, obviously, uh, Pretzels Incorporated and and uh, Pioneer uh, or Ortega. Uh, or yeah, it's Ortega. Um, and uh, it's just it's only going to grow out there. We have absolutely we had a uh, a company coming in called Complexus Medical. They're going to the old 3M building. Uh, and we uh -huh. had our first uh, our first um, meeting about that last night about the, an abatement for them. So, um, and it's just uh, it was disappointing. I think. Well, that I guess to me, when it when we were able to pay for it out of TIF district funds, I mean, if it had to come out of the general budget, well, sure, I understand that. But when TIF district funds pay for it. I just, I, I just do not understand the rationale. But right. um, I'm sorry, Kathy. Go ahead. Well, uh, the other thing is, yeah, it's coming. The funds are coming from the TIF, and those TIFs are all going to have a sunset. So if this project doesn't get started, while there are TIF funds available, when those those sunsets come, there will be no money available due to a project like this. Right. So it yeah. it the it is a no brainer. You're talking about fourteen million dollar project, and the city share will be just over a million dollars. You know, and I got to thinking last night. Um, just think of the Oak Hill extension, I, and maybe people. I I don't remember what went into that one as far as whether people were for or against it. But what a I use that all the time, but it doesn't stop me from going downtown right. when I want to go downtown for something. And I guess if, if downtown's concerned, then they need to do a better job of promoting themselves or making themselves, you know, appealing if, if there's some concern. Just because you drive through, uh, sure, you might pick up a little business, but I that just because I drive through downtown doesn't make me stop there it's because i want something downtown and it appeals to me so right. uh but glenn overmeyer drive just came up to me what what a great uh, addition to the south side of town to get you to where you want to go on the west side or to head towards 30 in chicago it at least for me on the south side it's just a great avenue to get there and not have to go through all the stoplights downtown to accomplish what I want to do. Right, exactly. Yeah. When, when can this come up again, Mayor? Is it, I mean, uh, is, it, uh, is there a certain time length I forget that it can't be brought back up again? To well, the we have, the, on uh, TIF 3, there's a 13-year... It'll, it will stop in, in 13 years, so... There's no time limit. I mean, they could bring it up, you know, early next year again, Um but I don't. I don't know. You know, the county will have to make a determination now because theirs would actually right. be the next piece. It would go from right. Michigan over to Oak. So, right. you know, they could do their section, um, and then hope that the city somewhere would, after that section got done, would realize the benefit and get theirs done. But I, I but don't know. The, the county will have to reapply because the application was going to be this joint. Right project so i don't know what indot would say either to him now like uh, well we like the whole thing not just part of it yeah and i right right yeah it was it, it was disappointing to me uh it's something that i think is needed and uh and, and important for that 
for the future of Mayor, the Northwest Side. Mayor, did Don have, I mean, and, and certainly I can talk to Don. Uh, was there some argument that Don Ecker uh, was against the project or Randy Longenecker? That surprised me, I guess, a little bit. Was there anything they uh, brought forth last night in support of not moving forward? You know, both of them were pretty quiet, to be honest with you. Um, okay. So um, Don asked a few questions, and Randy had a couple comments, but um, that's about it. Okay. Okay, well, uh, thanks for the input. Thanks for being for it, and hopefully uh, hopefully we rethink this. And uh, But um, anyway, well, I just want to express. While I got you on here, Mike, uh, you want to talk baseball? <laughs> I'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals, but not the <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> 16 in a row, baby. Uh, oh, man, you, I, I deserve everything I get. So oh, no. you can just, you can lay it on me after what I did to you the first of the year. You can just, you can, you can lay it on. I, I remember. I, I got to take it like a man. I remember you visiting you in the hospital, what, five years ago, and you were supposed to be at a stones, yeah. World Series game, I think. So. Yep. Pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah, I had to miss a playoff game because the kidney stones. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a cardinal game I had to miss uh, because all of a sudden I got hit with kidney stones. Yep. <laughs> hey, Mike, I know all a good. Right. Well, I know, hopefully, Mike. Uh, hopefully, they have a good end of the year. So. Well, thank oh, you. Do you have anything, Rusty, for him? No. Okay. You're not going to talk no. Cubs or Bears or no. nothing. Okay. No. All right. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Mike. It. Yep. Yep. See you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously it, it doesn't really affect me, but I, I thought this was going to be a, a no-brainer. I kind of thought maybe when the discussion started uh, yesterday that I would actually see a split party vote split on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was I was really surprised that it went five against and only two in favor of it, so... At this point, uh, the Redevelopment Commission can't do anything. They cannot add that project to the list without the council's approval. Right. So uh, it kind of just sits where we are, wait and see what happens. And, the, and part of the problem, too, is obviously if we redo this in two or three or four years. Uh, costs go costs, up. Costs go up. So. Yeah. And, and, I mean, this this has been a plan. I mean, when we did the first phase of this, they already had mapped out all the way over. They already did the environmental study right. all the way over. That was done. So it's not anything new that was coming up. It's something that has been in the plans for years. Yes. So anyway, okay. Well, that was the biggest part of the meeting last night. Um, I'm trying to think. Let me look and see on the Common Council what else. If we had much else. Uh, we had a pre. We had a public hearing for the alley vacation of the Menominee Heights subdivision in phase two. Um, this is actually an, the subdivision that kind of sits in front of Menominee Elementary School. They're on Discovery Lane. It'll be on the north side there. And um, it's done with uh, the Collins guys are going to build that out. There's already several homes there, but they're actually going to finish building that subdivision out now with 17 to 19 homes. And they needed an alley vacation, but in reality, uh, they're going to close off a portion of the alley and relocate it to another section. So there will still be, be an alley yes. behind the homes on Poplar Street um, for access for those families that have had it all those years. Right. So, 
Um, it, I, I, I'm kind of excited to see that grow out. And I mean, talk about we need housing for workers. So that would be another great place to live right next to a school, especially if you have younger children going to school. Sure. It would be very convenient. Um, there was no question about uh, that. And then later on in the meeting, then they did pass a resolution uh, approving that alley vacation. Um, the city council also held a public hearing on the 2022 budget. Um, this was for the pre-adoption. Uh, the regular adoption will happen in October 11th. Uh, the clerk treasurer, Janine Xaver, did read of some changes from the proposed budgets, and she went too fast. I'll have to get her to send them to me. But um, <laughs> she did change, cut, cut this and cut that, added some money there, um, and did some differences back and forth. Um, she did say that for thi this year's budget that we're currently in, when they advertised that rate, uh, the tax rate, it was 2.49. When it came in, actually, when it got state approval, it was 1.77. Uh, her advertised rate for next year will be 2.29, which is less than what we advertised the year before for this year. So she anticipates uh, the budget coming in lower than the tax rate that we have even this year, which will be beneficial to the citizens uh, in Plymouth. Um, although she did mention that, you know, other taxing districts may not have a reduction, so they may not see right, a big reduction exactly. on their tax bills. But uh, move forward with that. Um, then there were uh, Ralph Booker was there. He had a couple of changes. One was to the uh, to amend the zoning ordinance. The other one was to amend the subdivision control ordinance, all basically having to do with. The city adopted a few years ago the Complete Streets program, and our ordinances don't actually have comments about it in there. And so they wanted to make sure, and I, I love it because new development will be required to have sidewalks. So you get a re residential subdivision, it's going to have sidewalks in it now. And I think that's a great thing. Um, and so th those things passed with uh, no problems. And then... Gosh, then we got on oh. to all that big dissertation. Uh, oh, Complexus Medical. Yes. Uh, Laura Walls was there from Marsh County Economic Development Corporation. She actually did give us a hint last week and said there was a new company going into the 3M building, but she wouldn't tell us who. And last night we did find out it's actually a, a medical device company that makes parts for hip and knee replacement. So I think it's going to be kind of similar to what Culver Tool does or CTE. Mm -hmm. They do the spinal rods, um, but this will be making parts for hip and knee replacements. Um, and so they're going to be purchasing the 3M building and moving their uh, industry into there. Uh, she actually said they were expanding out of St. Joe County, I believe, somewhere in that. Dis you were at that discussion with us on the show, Rusty, when she was here. Don't look at me like, I don't remember that. <laughs> but anyway, the first step of it was to declare the p property to be in a uh, economic revitalization area. Uh, the council did that last night. They'll be back in a couple of weeks, and they're going to seek a tax abatement on both real and personal property there. So that's good. We'll yep. find out a little bit more about them at that point because uh, their owner, the CEO, will be with us, and we can find out. A little bit about what they do, how many employees they're going to have, what kind of investment um, they are making. Um, 
so that you, they get their tax abatement. We you got We get to know some of the investment numbers on that. So that's exciting. Um, and then we had Steve Carter from Got Game. Uh, he needs a new roof on his building, and so he was applying for the revitalization rebate uh, program, a grant from them which can rebate up to twenty percent. Um, he had two quotes. Uh, the low quote, I believe, was from Midwest Water Services, fourteen thousand dollars, and that's not it's a, for his entire roof, but it's an entire roof patch, not a tear off and a redo, because that was way too much money. He said. Um, and the council approved uh, a rebate for him once that project is completed. Uh, you also guys approved a $400 donation from Ancilla and $100 donation from Bremen Castings for the Latino Festival. That ended up being a fantastic event a couple nice. of Saturdays ago. Um, good weather, uh, great turnout. I mean, people were eating like crazy. The food lines were unbelievable. Yeah. It's um, so it turned out to be big. Yeah, definitely. And then Sean gave a little bit of an update on um, Stellar. Uh, the Reese, uh, he actually said that I think you and him got to go down to the Reese um, and see some of the construction that's yep, going on there. Um, and then he said the Greenway Trail Phase 3 uh, project has been submitted and received favorable uh, from Okra. So now they move forward into applying for the grant to... Uh, work on on the funding for that so that ended up on the county council meeting nope the city council meeting yeah. we also had a Thanks. board of public works and safety <laughs> safety meeting which was held first last night uh donnie davidson gave a couple of updates he's actually going to apply for a grants uh, to buy a piece of equipment for the water department and one for wastewater um, the total cost of the pieces of equipment, it's an IPEP grant, uh, is just over $11,000. And the city, city share for that grant would be $2,215. And so he was given approval to go ahead and apply for those grants. Uh, Jim Marquette was there to talk about the uh, Max Hatfield home at the corner of Alexander and Minor Street. Uh, where they contend that people are parking on the street, blocking their driveway access. And Jim looked at it and brought it to you guys two weeks ago and then asked the council members if they would go look at it. Um, and so council board of works members went and looked at it. And last night, I, I like the, the chief, uh, the police chief did say that they've had three calls there, uh, one in June one in August and one in September. The first two, there was absolutely no violation found. Um, the third one, um, it, there was a violation that somebody in the neighborhood was having a party and there was an out-of-town <coughs> guest who parked there and they went and asked them to move the car and they did move the car. But uh, the Hatfields would like to have a sign there posted no parking. And um, basically... Yeah, it got um, voted down. They, they're afraid if they put a no parking sign there for this resident, then the next one will want one and the next one. And so they said no. And several of them had driven by there during the uh, last two weeks and never noticed a problem, um, as well as Jimmy uh, did too. And um, so I will be uh, letting Mrs. Hatfield know that we will not be putting a sign up there. She has her own signs on her garage. Um, and... Uh, if we do this for 
this situation, then it's like opening Pandora's box is what you worry about. Yep. Um, So the next what she needs to do is call the police. If there's an issue there, really, but it's my understanding that they're and I didn't drive by it, but their driveway isn't like a driveway. It's two little strips of gravel that go up to their garage, so it might not actually look. You know, when you have a driveway, you usually have a big concreted slab or asphalt slab that goes up there. But And one time, it, she just called and said, well, she was afraid that she might hit them when she backed out of the garage. Right. But uh, The next one, I was not sure what it is. Tactical I, I, urbanism. A, and what, what I, is this? was a head this? scratcher for me. I thought, <laughs> sure, they were going to have some street fighting or something. Tactical urbanism. Well, it's... um part of the complete streets program that we have here in Plymouth and uh, they focused on Jefferson Street um, East Jefferson Street across from the coffee lodge uh, where people can go from Founders Park across Jefferson into the second phase of the Greenways Trail more safely so so what they're actually going to be doing is a one month they're actually going to put it in this Sunday it's temporary and it, the idea is to have it there for the month of October and see how traffic is impacted and see how businesses are impacted by having this out there. And what Jim Marquette said is but basically Mate Cog has provided all the material to do this, um, to give this trial um, a, you know, a chance. They're going to put delineators, which I'm guessing are poles or posts, out to narrow up the street there and then they're going to also have some uh, hash lines on the road that shows this is a crosswalk a sign that says yield to pedestrians in the crosswalk Um, and then there'll be some signage coming up prior to that that shows road narrows to give drivers a warning Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the impact is yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting, and I appreciate uh, the, the, the committee that stuck to, stuck together with us, and, and they've done a great job. Well, and, you know, I mean, a lot of people use the Greenway Trail, and when the trail projects, we did the first phase, it ended back behind the coffee lodge, and we started the second phase. It, ended ac- it started across the street by the old lawyer's office, and there was not the junction between the two, which, honestly... I could actually see that having that little raised, you know, hump that you see, like, I know up at University Park Mall, they have them uh, for people to cross over. Maybe not that quite severe, but, you know, that designates, look, this is a crosswalk area, um, and and we need to be cautious of people who may be walking or riding or pushing a stroller in that area uh, on the trails. And, And more and more people actually do use the trail, so this is going to be beneficial uh, for those people, too. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, the Board of Public Works unanimously uh, put their support behind practicing, trying this out. So for folks, when you see that next week, know at this point it is only temporary. But if it works as a temporary, uh, then somewhere down the line it will probably come a reality. Yep. Not saying where. They're going to narrow... Uh, the street from 36 feet to 24 feet at the crosswalk there to make it easier to get it and easier and faster for people to get across. 
Um, then Rick, the city engineer, who is retiring the end he's, of next month. Yeah, he's got 23 days. <laughs> uh, he brought in representatives from Broadband Solution and Direct Lines, which is the contractor for Broadband Solutions, or Surf, Surf Broadband, um, because they are going to begin a citywide build-out of fiber. Uh, and they're going to do it in phases. Uh, they said the phases would be in about three or four hundred home groups. So they would do, you know, these number of blocks and then that number of blocks. And they came before uh, the Board of Public Works for a couple of things. First off, and I have seen them, there had been one at the corner there by the Junior High um, on Laporte Street and that side street for the Junior High, which I can never remember the name of. Where the Circle Drive is? Gibson. Okay, yes, Gibson Street. Uh, there is a sign there that says, you know, we're having construction in this area. If you want more information <coughs> about the broadband that we're bringing to you, contact this number and we'll tell you all about it and maybe sell you some. Uh, but they wanted to put their signs in the right-of-way, and the city has an ordinance against signs in the right-of-way. And I'm really glad that you guys... They held the line and said, no, we, we can't right. have you have signs all over in the right of way that just, you know, we're constantly, I am I have some connections, so I will send a message to somebody and say, hey, there's a sign in the right of way. You know, if you want to do advertising, then buy advertising in the newspaper or on the radio for crying out loud. And they, can, they are <laughs> probably going to go door to door. Yeah, that's what they decided that they just do a lot of door to door uh, hang hang tanks like things yeah. um and, and they will the company who is doing the installation they're going to put it down the street down the right of ways um it's not that you have to hook up but if you want to hook up here's the information if you want to hook up um and they do have people that come out while they're working and ask them about well how, how much speed what First am i going to do what, what are is you it doing cost? here that's what yeah. they'll ask yeah um <laughs> And so the workers will have information packets that they can hand out to at that point when somebody approaches them. But it's not like they're going door to door to try and sell you anything. They're not peddling their services at this right. point. Just warning you that we're going to be in the area working and that if you want more information on our services, here it is. The second piece of this is they wanted to use, and this is a strange term, but flower pots. And it's actually where they put the connections in the ground, and it's like an upside-down flower pot. So they go about 18 inches down, and the hole on the top is about 10 inches across. And Rick had some concern because the flower pots are not traffic-related or traffic-rated for car tires and truck tires and that kind of stuff. Um, these flower pots are actually rated for, like, a lawnmower to drive over them and not fall in. And they want to put these in the right-of-way. A lot of them are in alleyways. And they actually said last night that they would put it, like, in line with the poles and as close to poles as they can so that it wouldn't interfere. And if people were driving the alley, they're going to steer away from a pole anyway, so they'd steer away from this upside-down flower pot that's in the ground. It's at ground level, so it's not like you're going to have to mow around it or anything right. like that. Um, but because it's not rated for vehicular traffic, it had to be approved by the Board of Public Works and Safety. And they did approve that, too, last yep. night. So, um, 
there was some questions of like if if one of those breaks the the top of it breaks who's responsible surfair is responsible for all of that yes. so um we did halloween already it's going to be on sunday october the 31st from five until seven and then uh we had a lady who is leasing the old anco prop anco products in downtown plymouth mm-hmm. she is going to be creating a photography studio there and she came with two requests last night first she wants to paint the exterior entrance way there on the building and so she needed to block off a portion of the sidewalk so that they could do the painting and not you know have people get splattered on or anything um, and the, the sidewalk will remain open. It'll be just narrowed down in that area while they do some painting. Brass Rail's doing painting right now, too. And so the same thing that happens there. You're like, don't walk around this area. We'll put some cones out and stay away so you don't get paint on you. Mm-hmm. The second request was, which really surprised me. And, Rusty, maybe you know this because of your wife. But she said a newborn session. So if you have a newborn baby and they take those cute pictures, you know, of them all dressed up. That that takes three to four hours because you have to change the baby out of these clothes and that clothes. And then they have, I have to feed the baby and diaper the baby. and all. So those sessions can take up to three to four hours. And we have a two-hour parking limit in downtown. And also sometimes then they have family portraits where, you know, they, they might go off-site, but some of those vehicles are going to stay. So she was seeking a parking space that would not have the two-hour limit on it. And um, so there was some questions about it. And obviously, if you do it for one, then you got to start doing it for the other. Um, so they went back, actually, to Dr. Plumley's office, the dentist in the next block to the south. And some dental procedures that he does actually has a client in the chair for more than two hours. And so they uh, asked for permission and were granted a placard, so basically a poster or a sign that lays in the windshield of the patient's car parked out in front of the business that says I'm having dental work done at Dr. Plumley's office I will be I will be in violation of the two-hour parking right don't ticket me um, and the the actually the uh, police department creates this sign so that they know what it is and so they did give permission uh, for her to get one of the placards from the police department so that because usually you know if you're bringing a baby in it's going to be the mom and the baby and maybe the mom and the dad and the baby uh one vehicle is all she needs um and so they did give her that now Dwayne Culp made um the approval and he did contingent it that it has to be reviewed after one year to make sure it's working okay right sure so other than that that basically covered our two-hour meeting last night it did. <laughs> so speaking of babies uh when was the last time <laughs> do you get a picture every day oh yeah oh yeah yes i got a video oh trying to talk she was talking <laughs> so uh, how now your your grandbaby lives down by indianapolis yes so how often do you get down there well my son riley just got a job uh with airstream um can't be the trailers, yes. Airstream. Yes, and and he's gonna be working in Lebanon, and um, not Lebanon, Lebanon, two syllables in Indiana. Lebanon, Lebanon, um, and it's the only dealership in Indiana. 
So wow. he's going to be the sales manager. Where's Lebanon at? Pardon me? Where's Lebanon at? North of, north of Indianapolis, in okay. Boone County, um, Zionsville um, okay. area. Yeah. So he has been going to training up at Grand Rapids uh, three days a week. So the kids have been one one week. Um, Brooke, my daughter-in-law, and Lena, my granddaughter, stayed with us. Oh wow! Um, and and it's a few times they have gone with Riley to up to Grand Rapids and stayed up spent, there. Stayed there. This week, Riley actually flew to to uh, Grand Rapids yesterday. So the kids are the Lena and um, Brooke are are at the at their house in Indianapolis. So. Okay. Do you get down to Indy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every couple of weeks or so? Sure. Yeah, it makes a difference once you have grandkids. Yeah, it's uh, the ironic part of it is that she was born on June 28th, and my mom died four weeks later to the day. They never got to meet um, because of COVID. My mom was in a nursing home, and so there's one, one month there, and, and yeah. the ironic part is that when they announced they were going to name her Lena, they didn't know that that was my grandmother's name. That's your mom's mom's, mom's name? Mom's mom's name. Oh, wow. So whatever hair on the back of my neck <laughs> you have. I have stood up. <laughs> and it's been, a, it's been a, a beautiful, beautiful thing so far. So Yeah, it's always exciting. I know I'm going to have a uh, next month mid-month or end of the month next month i'm going to have my fourth great grand <laughs> that is child that is crazy uh, it'll be a little boy this time and it's like i'm having back surgery i know i can't go down there and right. so i probably won't get down there until christmas time to see him but uh yeah, yeah we can go to the hospital yeah but with covid and yeah. makes and, and yeah June, so yeah um that's it's funny though the guys i go to lunch with so you have Nelson Chippen, who is 67, and Randy Danielson, who is 67, and Mike Miley, who is 70, and I were all old, new. Does that make sense? Yes, old, old new, new grandpas. Uh, and uh, I think Nelson's oldest is may, maybe five, and then uh, <laughs> I think Miley's has a two-year-old, and and um, Randy has a one-year-old. So, and I have a three-month-old. So it's it's just. We share our stories, and then... And, and I'm have, 62, and I've got... <laughs> we'll have four great-grandchildren. That's awesome. So... Okay. Yeah. My youngest grandchild is a sophomore in high school. <laughs> and the other one is a senior this year. And that's all I have left in high school. All the wow. rest of them are adults. So, yeah, they grow up fast. So oh. take advantage of that all the time. How's the How's the wrestler? Um, he is getting ready for his senior year of wrestling at Byrne High School. Um, I know I just talked to my daughter this weekend, and there's this big Super 32, um, which I think realistically means they have 32 kids in each weight class, the top 32 kids in more than the region. I mean, they do come from Iowa and everywhere to wrestle. So he'll be wrestling in that uh, tournament coming up, but... Um, I mean, we're we're going for a four four time state champion is what we're going for this That's year. Awesome. So, I don't know what weight class. Um, they're trying. You know, he's trying to. He does not. It's his senior year, and he does not want to have to be cutting weight constantly. So he may wrestle like in the one sixty one sixty two range um, this year. His first year, he wrestled at one sixteen. So wow, he's 
he's grown up. He's not so little anymore. But uh, yeah, we're excited. And in fact, Jim and I were talking last night. You can sometimes get some decent rates from Allegiant to fly to Myrtle Beach, especially in the off season. Wrestling is in the off season, and they wrestle at Myrtle Beach a lot. Wow. So I'd say, you know, we may have to fly out there for a weekend of wrestling and well, he was go probably, watch David. When they lived across the street from us, he was yes. by five years old or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So. That was his first year. And he was, first year he wrestled for the rec club here at Plymouth, he ended up being an Indiana State champion here too. So wow. we're, we're excited. He did go to look at a college. I can't remember what one. Um, but it, it's close, uh, an hour and a half from home. Um, and... Uh, he got offered a full ride already with money in your pocket. So um, I asked my daughter, well, is he going to go look anymore? And he goes, eh, this is okay. I don't have to. So Lander I, University. Oh, Lander, Lander University. It's okay. an hour and a half away. So we'll see. I, 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 he's had lots of offers, um, and I think he needs to. I don't think he knows. He's just like everybody else. What am I going to do for the rest of my life when I'm a senior in high school? It's really. He didn't play football. No, he. Uh, she thought maybe he would. He did in, in junior high, but uh, when he got to high school, he just concentrated on on wrestling. And, and the high school football team actually wanted him to play this year. Um, and I thought he was going to, but he backed out and said mm. no. So concentrating on his grades, he's an excellent student. Um, you know, takes a lot of AP courses and all of that kind of stuff. So, and it and it comes easy for him. That's the That's great. hard part. And I was like. I struggled with the basics, and, yeah. you know, he got it easy. So, Well, Mayor, I want to thank you for coming and spending problem. time with us this morning. And keep us posted on anything. Oh, I, I want to ask you. I did see, and I don't know if you'll have the answer or not. The Technical Review Committee met this morning at 9 o'clock. <laughs> and they were going to ask me this. And there is one on there for Southern Tire Mart. Yeah, I, I looked them up yesterday. I saw that in, okay. in uh, their meeting right now, matter of fact. So, um, I, I believe. And uh, it's any a, it's idea a, of what they're out of Columbia, Mississippi. Okay. Um, that's where they're based out of. As far as I could tell, there may be only one in Indiana, and in the Rensselaer area, maybe um, over that way. And so, Remington is it a retail or is it going to be? Uh, industrial retail oh retail okay yeah i have no idea where where they're looking uh, but, hmm, uh, darn but we'll find see out. the mayor doesn't know everything <laughs> like you guys need to tell me this stuff so i know what's happening but yeah they're on the technical review committee so that almost seems like they actually might even be doing construction any any word on culvers still happening okay um, uh, unlike what the naysayers on Facebook say, they think they know it all, but they don't. Um, okay. And uh, it is uh, it's still happening. I don't know. I don't have a time frame, but but they did come to this uh, another technical review committee. So for the second time. So. So they're they're getting closer. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I mean, everywhere across the nation, we are having trouble with employees finding employees. Um, maybe maybe that's because we cut off so many people from coming into our country because of covid and you know chopped off the border or what i don't know that we don't have people that will work now but i'm sure opening a new restaurant is 
kind of scary for some people mm-hmm. because of employees. I can't find employees to work for me. So Well, construction costs, too. To, well, that's true. Because Mater- they're going to actually tear down the Ponderosa building that is there yep. and re, uh, relocate it on that lot. Right. Um, because they need to have a drive-through, and there's no yep. way to drive-through on that north side of that building. So um, it's it's like a brand-new construction. So. Anything else, didn't have my, You know, so didn't bring my notebook today? Yes. Um, I got a new laptop. Finally, yes. I'm in the 19th century of, of doing meetings with a laptop. Instead so. of the, the notebook. Yes, yes. So at 5.55 last night, my battery went dead. So <laughs> I had to, so had to set it down and, and use my no- notebook after all. So. <laughs> And I've never, I've never had a laptop. I always use desktops. That's oh. what I prefer. So, but uh, just um, yeah, funny. they are nice. Um, it's much more convenient and easier to pick it up right. and go yeah. uh, than your desktop. But uh, yeah, you got to watch the battery. I mean, I like a, I can take mine as long as I have a full charge when I leave here during the day. And I, I'm bad because I probably much. I mean, I'm not on charge right now, um, but when I go into my office, I'll plug it back in so it's charged back up. I can work all night. I can listen to a couple of meetings and still type stories and have enough battery. But on the weekends, that's where I always wonder. So sometimes I bring my cord. Other times I don't. Then I got to come back to work and get my cord because my battery dies. And That's the only bad part about them. I I think I just used it more than I thought I did over the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. They're fun. And, you know. Bob just talked about, don't worry about the warranty on the laptop. Don't worry about any warranties. They're all not good, right? <laughs> yeah, don't get the extended that's, warranty. That's pretty much well, the gist of it, yeah. I'm bringing my home desktop to him next week. Oh. Uh, well. We have uh, Mayor's Con- or, uh, the, uh, the AIM Summit. Oh, yes. It will be in French Lick next week, so I'll be gone three days. and I'm bringing it to him probably uh, Mondays. To have him. Because it is slower than Methuselah. <laughs> Yeah, he'll break it for you. So yeah, that's I actually a lot, of, a lot of background stuff. Mine, I I just got mine for Christmas. My husband actually got it for me this past Christmas, and but I feel like I need Bob just to just go in there and test it, make sure that it's okay. Because yeah. sometimes I do feel like, oh, for crying out loud, come on, faster lot, than no, that. I have so much gunk on there. I'm sure. Yeah, so. and I, that's I probably have some junk in here that I need to get rid of. Then. I, I trust Bob to do that, not myself. Well, good for you. So, yeah. All right. Well, well thank, thank you. you for coming no in and problem. spending time with us. Rusty, we need to take a commercial break. Yeah, we do. So we'll do that. We'll be right back. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. 
Don't forget to tune in Thursday nights at 7 for Thursday Night Lights. It's our special weekly look at all the area football action as we sit down with the coaches and talk about their games in the upcoming week. It's Thursday Night Lights. Thursday nights at 7 right here on your home for football, WTCA. I love it. FM 106.1 and AM 1050. Your hometown station. WTCA. cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA and Plymouth, Indiana. We're back. Tuesday's groovy. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's a groovy Tuesday. Very good. We're back. I have covered my bases with the news for today. Okay. Um, I'm working on the news for tomorrow already, so I will have okay. some information on a traffic accident at US 31 and 110 yesterday afternoon with, um, it was very nice. I actually had a resident who called me, said that he saw the accident. Uh, he actually took some pictures of it and I said, well, it depends if it's in Fulton County or Stark County or Fulton County or Marshall County, if I'll, you know, about getting it. And I said, but usually the sheriff down in Fulton County is pretty good at sharing stuff with me. Yeah. And this morning I got some information from him. And so I've got to write it up. And I sent a text message to my friend and said, hey, if you've got a couple of pictures to share with me, that would be fantastic. So, so you got photos. I got that working. Um, there will be an article also about uh, coming up on Friday is uh, Triton... Oh, I forget what it's called. I already did the story, and I can't even remember it. Anyway, there's a special day at Triton where they give back. Okay. Uh, uh, so we'll have that tomorrow. But so I, and, to, and I should tell you that I am going to the county council meeting at 1 o'clock today. Um, this will be the second day they are working on next year's budget. And I believe Tim Harmon told me that he thinks they need to cut about $800,000 more out of next year's budget. It took us seven hours to cut $400,000 out of the budget. So now I'm a little nervous about the length of the meeting today. Uh, it could be rather 14 long. hours. Yeah. That's like, so I hope he's got some kind of a plan. and That's the logical progression, seven for... Uh, Four. No, please not. But Double we'll it. See. 14 for eight. We'll see what happens. So I'll yeah. be there, and we'll have uh, some information on that uh, tomorrow morning for you, too. Very good. Okay. All right. Time to... Do your thing. Okay. It's time for us to wish somebody a happy birthday, and you'll be entered in our hat. Eligible for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a happy birthday today. To Pat Parrish, Pat. Happy
happy birthday to you. You are entered in the birthday hat. You have a chance at our prizes on Friday from La Desert Cafe, also the Coffee Lodge. Now it's time for anniversaries. We have one today. You have an anniversary this month. Get it to us. The Flintstones will sing to you very happily. And uh, you'll be eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. They give that prize at the end of the month. Coming up uh, on the 30th. So, uh, you are eligible with an anniversary today. J.R. and Abby Grady, they have been married for eight years. So, happy anniversary to you. You're in the anniversary hat. And now it's time for the ever-popular trading post. Where you can buy, sell, trade, giveaway, four and four days, four reasons. You know the drill. Uh, dining room table. Six chairs, two leaves, two pads, five tablecloths. That is the full meal deal. So far as dining room tables go, and if you are interested in that, they want $250 or best offer, 574-933-2239. And that is the trading post for today. And that's all I got. And that's all I got. That's all you got? Uh Uh-huh. And so that is all our show for today. Tomorrow, the Baboon Festival is going to be on. I so, will not uh, be here tomorrow. I have to go right. to uh, St. Joe Health up in Mishawaka for a pre-cert for my surgery. So I won't be here on the show tomorrow. But the um, baboons will be. Uh, and that's other than me. So Who else uh, is going to be working with not you? Not sure right? yet. Okay. So we'll we'll figure that out. Okay. All right. That's it. All right. That's all we got. Talk to you tomorrow at 9.
summer comes Now that the boys are here again 